1: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs Post Game show podcast after another devastating loss for the Chicago Cubs as they try to find their way into the postseason. But 6-5, 10 innings against the Braves. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Corey Friedman, and once again, Mr. Cody Del Mendo down at the end. He will speak in a moment. Um, if last night was a gut punch, and it was, this was the official kick in the crotch this was the old kick in the crotch I mean to lose these two first two games against the Braves that you very easily could have won you led six to one in the sixth inning of game one we all know how that turned out tonight three to one in the sixth inning but that wasn't it you led three different times in this game and couldn't find a way to win it I don't know how they bounce back from this
2: Thinking of like comparing the two games that like Tuesday felt just like a heartbreaker. Yeah. Like just, just the way that that ended. And like today feels just like way more disappointing because of the opportunities. Um, uh, And, you know, as soon, honestly, like as soon as Nico made that error, it, it felt like you could, you could sense it coming right. As soon as that error was made. And, you know, fortunately they got out of that inning uh, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about that, but like, that's, I don't know. I just felt like after that you could sense it coming and it obviously happened. And it's just, that's like way more, a way more just like disappointing ending than like heartbreaking. Cause it's like, it, I don't know. I think i I think I kind of prepared myself for that to happen just after that. Cause it's like, that's the, cause when you're making so those, crazy when you're making those mistakes, yeah. when you're not cashing in on all your opportunities against a team as good as Atlanta, who we've seen just a relentless offense like you got, you honestly have to be as close to perfect
0: as you can. Cubs weren't today and yeah, came back to bite them. I think, uh, you know, the the most disappointing part, at least to start of this, I mean, obviously, as you said, Luke, like these are just brutal losses. Uh, but what jumps out is like, you know, everybody was scared about this series. The Braves are terrifying, even though you weren't getting their best pitchers. And, like, the Cubs had every opportunity to win both of these games. I mean, so easily we're looking at the Cubs showing up in Atlanta and winning these games, and you're, you're finding ways to lose. You feel like the team is pressing. You're making defensive mistakes all over the place from all sorts of different you know veterans, rookies. Everybody's just making mistakes. You're leaving guys on third base again um, late in the game with one out. The bullpen is what it is, and it it's just disappointing because, like to your point, like you know, yesterday feels like one of the worst losses Mm. in a long time. And at least to start this game, they did respond. They they did get up for it. They jumped on the pitcher early. Tyone was really good. Credit Mm -hmm. to him. And you know, like part of the problem, I think, especially against this Braves team, is like you just sort of feel like unless they're up fifteen to nothing you're just running the clock out, right? Like on when the Braves are going to come back or which portion of this Cubs team is not going to come through, right? Are they going to fail on offense? Are they going to fail on defense? Is the bullpen not going to be able to hold a tight lead? You know, like you just sort of in both of these games, at least I've had the feeling of like, I can see the other shoe and I'm just waiting for it to drop because it just didn't feel like, they were going to be able to hold it out. So, um, yeah, these games, especially at at this point in the year and the race that they're in, are easier, I think, in a way, if it had gone that way. If the Braves just come out, they stomp all over you, they put up 10 runs, and it's just like, okay, you throw your hands up, you're getting killed by the best team in baseball. They had every opportunity to win this game and last night. And um, the Braves are very good, but yeah. Uh, this team is just uh out of gas in a lot of ways and uh I'm sure people don't want to hear that, but that that's how I felt at least. Just yeah. kind of not that I, I'm not confident in them or, or whatever, but you you just had the feeling in these games where it was just like I am waiting for this to these games are too close, they're they're not putting enough distance, something bad's gonna happen.
3: Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> there it is I, I don't know man I'm Put on a brave face tomorrow That's where I'm at Like all we can do is sit here and watch Like listen These motherfuckers had such a terrible May They blew so many dumb games That It shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't be this And at that time in May No one thought this team would be playing games That mattered in September anyway they lose two or three in Colorado in September. They get swept by Arizona in September. You lose two or three to the Pirates in September. Yep. You, You're 11 and 13 in September. You lose three or four of the Nationals <laughs> in, at the beginning of May. You don't own the tiebreaker between the Marlins or the Reds or the Diamondbacks. Not that that matters anymore. But it's just like. That's where I, it just keeps bringing me back. Like, even when we didn't think this team was going to be playing games that mattered in September, they lost games early in the year that they shouldn't have lost. And I think we all can confidently sit here and, and agree with that. And some of those decisions are on David Ross and the front office. I th- I've think i said it all year. I don't think this the organization has been aggressive enough with some of their young guys. And the only reason that I, ha- I, I point at that is that they probably could have given some of these young guys an opportunity to maybe earn some trust to get an opportunity. Because yeah, we're sitting on the couch and we're like, we don't. We're I'm gonna yell at the chat or I'm gonna scream if someone in the chat says something about putting Luke Little in the game. Well, you know what? Why not give Luke? Why not call up Luke Little earlier in the season? I'm not saying May or June, and I don't even know if he would have been ready. But I, this well, is not. what this is what I'm saying about other guys. What about Jordan Wicks? He gets called up when it's a literal emergency, and he's pitched like he should have been here in June. yeah, You know what I mean? Drew Smiley, all those bad starts that led to losses. You could have put Jordan Wicks in earlier and maybe salvaged some of those losses. You, again, this is in hindsight, so it means nothing. But all I'm saying is, to me, that, that is the biggest thing that has annoyed me all season with this team, is that they just haven't been aggressive with some of their young guys. And that's what I thought this year was all about to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's the biggest frustration to me is that they just, ha- they just weren't aggressive enough with some of these young guys to perhaps put them in a position to earn some trust with David Ross. And, I'm, and when I say that, earn trust, I'm talking about pitchers mainly. Like, I'm, I'm fine with how they've used PCA for the most part. I'm fine with the way that they've used Canario, even though I do think he deserves more pitch hitting appearances at least, but whatever. I don't think them not playing Canario has led to more or less losses. I sure. think it's about the same. I don't think anything would be much different if they were playing Canario every fucking day. All right? This, this is just where I'm at. And if they miss the playoffs now, like, yeah, it's going to suck in the moment because they reeled me in. And in a season that we were playing with house money, and it's just going to feel like a real just kick in the nuts. And it shouldn't have been because the season was all about building for next year, essentially, but hopefully get better baseball in which we have. And then three, four weeks after the season, I'll be able to finally look back and say, you know, at least there's hope for the future. At least we're not the team that's going to on the verge of losing a hundred games on the other side of town that had a win loss total in Vegas for 84 and a half and, and and putting up almost a hundred losses. Like at least there's some hope over here. Right. But like, yeah, I'm going to sit here and I'm pissed off about the fact that they reeled me all the way in like this with how they played in most of July and August. And and just kind of, like, let's be real. They, they've kind of just fallen apart. And I, I'm i not saying that they've fallen apart because the pressure. I think injuries have played a major factor in it, especially with the bullpen. With Alzalei being out and Fulmer being out, those are huge those are big arms that they're missing right now. No doubt. And then the, the one thing that we've talked about all season of this team is miss that one yeah. other big bat and Candelario has been fine with the Cubs and he was a fine trade deadline pickup for where this team was at. There was no reason for this team to go all in in at the end of July going into August, there was no reason. So to pick up Candelario was a fine move. But I still think that they should have picked up another bullpen arm outside of Quas. Yeah. And I still think that maybe lot of they— a people felt that at the time. That's and not and I still think idea. they should have perhaps picked up a starter just in case, too. And, I, I mean, that was only because I just didn't know when they were ever going to call up Jordan Wicks. Yeah. But again i'm I'm yelling about a lot of crap in hindsight, and maybe it, it's it's not like a lot of that is in hindsight.
1: No, though. the first but half of the season stuff's not hindsight. Well, no. That's so what we spent the whole first if, half of the season talking about I, what
3: I'm getting at though is that keep cooking even even uh, though a lot of what I'm saying is in hindsight, like I just for i I just wish that we could see some of what some of these guys that we talked about in the off season or whatever. I wish we could have got that chance to see if they could have helped this team in games that really mattered. And that's what brings me back, again, to the lack of aggressiveness on some of these young dudes. And again, I don't know if some of those guys are ready or not. And, you know, J- uh, Jared Banner and the front office, whatever, they, they say whatever they want. They're, they're going to say whatever that, that they think is justifiable. And all I can do is sit in here and be like, okay, I'm still going to think what I want to think. All right, and people in the chat are still going to think what they want to think, but to me, that's—I just feel like that's a big thing, especially in a game like tonight. Because it's like, okay, you use Merriweather, you use lighter, and you're—and I know Palencia is one of those young guys, and he's had a roller coaster year, and he's a rookie, and I—I I didn't know what to expect from him, and I—I—I I th- I think all of us were okay with the fact that they went with him in that given situation, but like, yeah. I, I, I just wish that there would have been more, I wish there would have been more trust in some of these guys and if they would have been given those opportunities, maybe things could have gone differently. I'm not saying they would have, I'm not, I, I don't know, but well, th- that's I, where I'm well, at because they're, they're just, there's so many dudes that are in that bullpen that David Ross has no trust in. But like there, Luke but there are has the shit, but he ain't but, he ain't getting the opportunity, and he, I don't want him to have the opportunity yeah. in those high leverage situations. That like I, I I agree with that. I don't think he should. But all I'm saying is is the fact that he didn't get any of those opportunities. Whether I know he was a September call up, so maybe he's a bad example. But other dudes, though, I still think Jordan Wicks is a prime example of what I'm talking about. But there's
2: but there's guys that have like you mentioned, Palencia. He's been he was at, in a in a high leverage situation is is a first time. I, in the big leagues, first time pitching in the big leagues. He's had plenty of those opportunities um, in the last two months, three months or whatever it's almost been, and he's been up and down. Like, Hayden Wisniewski's still getting a lot of opportunities. He's a young guy that you can't necessarily trust. I mean, like, I think you wish that Ben Brown was up at some point this year, but he obviously got injured. Jeremiah Estrada had gotten a lot of high-leverage opportunities. He didn't take the reins of that. Like there's I mean, I'm not completely disagreeing with you, because you know i don't I don't know exactly where Luke little was because I think he got called up September sixth. I don't know exactly would he have been ready in like early August I don't know um but i I'm just I'm pushing back a little bit because I, there have been those guys that have gotten the opportunities, and I mean, even Palencia has maybe been the best of them, but he hasn't he's not completely trusted mm-hmm. uh in that back end and, and high leverage opportunities, so I'm like it's it is tough to. When that keeps happening, when you keep having the young guys getting the opportunities, not taking advantage of them all the time—they do sometimes, they don't all the time—I I think that—that's how. That's when you get to the point where you're leaning on the guys that are, are taking advantage, the couple veteran guys, or the guys that are doing really well, and you start to lean on them because you don't know what you're getting with some of those young guys that haven't been successful in those opportunities. And then that's obviously how you get to a point where. A lot of those back end guys you trusted all season are either hurt or running out of gas or just starting to be ineffective. Like that's, it all plays together. I so think. So if if
0: I can add on,
1: I'm not even I, trying to say that. By the, by the that way, the Marlins did win the second yeah, game. They did.
3: Either way, I, and I didn't mean to try. No, for you. go for. I it. just wanted to just in my two cents of saying that I know that I'm not even fully right about what I'm saying. And there are so many other aspects to like this entire, like to, to how things have played out. But I just, I, that's, that's probably my biggest gripe with this organization all season and whatever. I, again, tomorrow I'm going to put once again, put on a brave face and watch this team. I have been, I, there was at one point this season where I was out, like, I, I was like, they're going to sell the deadline, they're out. And what'd they do? They got on this hot stretch and somehow got into the playoff race, and here we, here we are playing games that matter in September. Like, I have no other choice than to just watch it all play out. That, it, but I think what, we, what really hurts the most is just the fact that losing those, those, the series in Colorado, not being able to win more, more than one game against Arizona – Losing two or three of the Pirates when you've dominated them all season. You know what I mean? And... 11 you know, and
1: 13 in yeah. September doesn't get it done when you have a team not, that's not on the, the fringe sweeping, of the postseason. Not
3: sweeping some of those teams Period. in, uh, what was it, in mid-August? Yes. Like yeah. when they had that the soft they schedule. Played, yeah. yeah, when they Win played the White Sox, the, the White Tigers, Sox. The, the Royals. Like they won all those series, but they didn't, they they didn't gone. sweep any yes. of them. And they they could have used the sweep or two in that stretch, and they just yeah. didn't get it done. And it's just I, I yeah. just
0: want to add I, I I do agree with Cody. I mean I think look like ultimately using some of the like I, I, I joked with you guys before we got on like I could go on a forty five minute rant about how much time they wasted with Eric Hosmer and Trey Mancini and guys like Tucker Barnhart, Luis and it, it it pays off right like. A lot of people were complaining about that for a reason right it was a waste of time but I think in addition to not working on some of the younger guys like you're also just seeing the dividends of some of the decisions from the front office right and I know that they went into this season maybe with modest expectations and I think Right now, I think they're really hitting them on on basically everything that they wanted to do in this season. They're competitive. They're right now, by the tiebreaker, not a playoff team. But, you know, there's still, uh, you know, four games left. Like, it's still very easy to get there. And they'd be checking off those boxes. But the problem is when you get into a race like this, when you're trying to hold off multiple teams, you're in a five-team race for the wild card in the last week of the season, this stuff matters right mm-hmm. not building a bullpen that could survive a couple of guys getting injured guys get hurt you yeah. can't predict yeah. it but you had no ability to survive that right because you came into the season with an unreliable bullpen they didn't even know alzali would be that good yeah. as a closer they it didn't wasn't know a closer
2: right like at the beginning right they didn't
0: know lighter junior would be able to do high leverage and you didn't have a lot of options so when those guys get hurt or David Ross runs those guys into the ground because for a while, Alzali Leiter Jr. and Julian Merriweather were the only people that he could rely on in that bullpen. Mm -hmm. Now they're toast. And so the decision to not get more bullpen help at the deadline looms large, right? And so what I'm saying is, is that it was fine to have those expectations to start the season and be happy in the big picture of the development you've made and the progress you've made and that you're in this race. But once you're in it, right, like those decisions still matter. Yeah. And, it's, and, and it's easy to go back to and be like, oh, where they weren't supposed to win? They're ahead of schedule. They set us up for the future. Sure. But like this team w- is and was very capable of getting into the playoffs and screwing around, right? Anybody can screw around in the playoffs. And he didn't really you didn't supplement the team enough to do that and you're seeing that play out on a night-to-night basis like this bullpen is an absolute like utter mess right now and you can get into the decisions i said to the guys as it was happening that i thought bringing in mark lighter jr in the ninth inning against the Atlanta Braves for the first time in a week when he hasn't been effective in a month was a crazy decision. I didn't say that after that. I said it the second he came in the game. The other options aren't good. Could Julian Merriweather have gone a second inning? Maybe. Maybe he blows it too, right? Could Luke Little have come in? I don't know, right? Maybe you would have been better off trying something else. But, no, I don't think that was a good decision, but you're paying the, the, you're paying for not giving this team more to win with. They, mm-hmm. they were always going to be a team that had to be perfect on those little margins. and of course, they're not doing that either, right? You have Nico botching a double play. it didn't end up costing them. they got out of it. but it it changed the pitching trajectory yeah, right it. you needed guys to throw more pitches yeah. you needed to change stuff pca diving in center pca diving in center on a ball ultimately cost them no like, absolutely Master boney play. striking out with the runner on third after the Jan gomes uh go ahead hit for that extra run that obviously would have been important there 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 is a lot of blame to go around you like in the chat or if you're watching or listening you can put it wherever you want right like i i really don't think there is one answer Mm -hmm. to what is happening here other than like they're they're doing they're doing the best they can they're just not they're they're out they're out of gas they're they're like the wheels are off right yeah. they are they are trying to get to the finish line in a nascar race on the the no their tires. hands and knees there's no time into the right it's line. just like yes.
1: you know yeah so it it is what it is i want to say this I, I we've had some comparisons once we realized that they were going to buy instead of sell at the trade deadline we said wait a minute this team's making a run this is starting to feel like 2015 And we've heard the championship team in 2016 now look back at that and say 2015 turned out to be such a building block. Like Once they did that in 2015 in the postseason, they went into 2016 saying, wait a minute, we are for real. We can do this. We are young, but we can do this. We wanted to make that comparison because there were some parallels between the two. Hey, it's a it's a rebuild. It's early in the rebuild. They've got a, some of the young guys coming up. There are some veteran guys. And they look like they could screw around in the playoffs. We are maybe now starting to see tonight and last night and the month of September, they aren't 2015. This teardown was, uh, we're still a phase behind. This roster was... Garbage coming into this season. They spent a ton of money just to try and get it to this point. So I don't disagree with could have added at the deadline, could have added another pitcher, should have added another bullpen arm, could have added another bat, like all of those. They could have done a lot of things. But that's probably because they've already done so much to try and fill the hole. This team was not ready. And now that they're here, though, we don't want to hear those excuses, right? right. Yeah. We're here, and it's like, okay, take advantage of it. Well, and and just play absolutely. clean baseball. I, my yeah. mom, I used to watch baseball with my mom on WGN. I'd come home from school, mom would be home, and we'd have the end of the Cubs game. I'd see the last three innings. And you know how she described last night? How she described my entire entire childhood of baseball. That was pitiful last night. And tonight was pitiful again. It's yeah. an old term, right? It's an old person's term to say yeah. that game was pitiful, there's no better way to describe it it was pitiful and so is tonight and the way they're finishing in september is not giving you the same feel that 2015 gave you going into 2016 no, no. now it's giving you uh this is still a rebuild and we remember it now oh, and, yeah.
0: and i think just to to finish on that point like the the thing with you know when you make the decision to buy at the deadline you're making the decision to buy at the deadline you're not selling your tradable assets, you're not getting anything for the guys that may be leaving, whether Mm -hmm. that's Bellinger, even though the report is Stroman might stay, right? Like we didn't know that at the time. You don't have to go all in, right? But what we're seeing right now is a pretty predictable outcome, I guess is what my main point is, right? all teams deal with this the we're watching a braves team we are not facing max freed or spencer strider or charlie morton because they're dealing with stuff right yeah the dodgers are gonna start whoever shows up in the dugout because they've had so many injuries to that rotation and that pitching staff you have to be prepared for it this is not some like crazy a crazy outcome like oh the bullpen is is gassed right like yeah Mark Leiter Jr. was never supposed to be a high leverage reliever the fact yeah. that you got <laughs> so many hated eighth innings out yeah. of him and all those holds and all those like close one-run games you go back to that Brewers series at Wrigley Field right where they won all those close games mm-hmm. it, this is not an unpredictable outcome which I think is where my frustration is you you didn't need to go and get the top Bullpen guys in the world, but you needed to be prepared for the fact that Alzalai has never done this at Mm -hmm. this level with this many innings in that much high leverage ever in his life. Neither has Mark Leiter Jr., and it took them a little while to get Julian Merriweather even to the point that they're going. So the fact that you didn't work with those young guys to get them to the point where you're comfortable with them in those spots. Or add more depth so that you can call more guys up, or whatever. Like, and even where would they be right now if Drew Smiley wasn't one of their best relievers? I think he's been their best reliever in September or in the second half of he's guys that have a certain number of tonight. innings, right? But that's what I'm saying. That, so
1: these are winnable games. So I own gave it to you tonight. My, yeah. my
0: my thing is like, yes, like you came into the year with a lot of junk on the roster. You tried to move on from last year and like bridge that gap. But you got there. You made the decision to buy. You were in the race, and you're paying. You don't have to go all in, but to endure a 162-game schedule, to get into the playoffs, and to succeed in the playoffs, even if you don't have true World Series ambitions, it takes a certain level of depth and yeah. you know platoon guys and reinforcements, and I just don't think... They did enough to do that. And I saw Brendan in our chat saying the front office knows that. Like the, the, the fact that, you know, you're looking at Daniel Palencia having to try to come in in that spot okay. or yeah. lighter coming in off a, a week, like it's, it's, it's a horrible situation. Right. And you, all I'm saying is like, you don't have to go all in, but you're, you're paying for right now, not forecasting forward some I think some pretty obvious stuff the defense stuff that's happening some of the offense stuff that's going to happen they're right? not
1: playing to their potential well, we knew that
0: either. this offense yeah. wasn't going to yeah, blow guys yeah. out we you know the defense has been very good in large part you have probably two gold glove winners up the middle in Dansby and Nico and they'll deserve those awards they've been unbelievable so that stuff happens right the the a thing these things happen like they're they're little mistakes errors happen horrible moments at times, but they happen, right? The bullpen wearing down, the starters wearing down, all this stuff, it's it's fairly predictable, and they weren't prepared for it, and it might cost them with five games to go. Yeah,
2: and like, we had that conversation in our Slack channel last week, maybe the week before, something like that, about the the trade deadline and like Brennan rightly pointed out that like the the bullpen stuff like that all goes back months to the winter by not by what do you have like twelve million or or eleven million and in, in money for um, Mancini and Barnhart which mm-hmm. like the Mancini one I remember a lot of people wanted that signing done at the time so like that's like to hindsight to say they shouldn't have signed him whatever um, but with the signings you made you didn't or you you you, you constructed a patchwork bullpen again which has worked out for them in the past it has risks does not always work out and so you go into the season you care you know obviously now you're carrying dead weight in the in the different contracts that you've of guys you've dfa'd and you get to the trade deadline and you are running up against the um luxury tax threshold and so it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't situation for the front office i think because you're you either you either you know, make more additions, which I'm not even just—they dis- they probably should have. They definitely should have. But you make more additions, run the risk of like bonuses hitting or whatever, and you and you and you go over that luxury tax threshold. Then you've set yourself—you've already got a year in that luxury tax, which this doesn't necessarily feel like the year they should have done that. However, I will say that they—they they probably should have got another arm at the deadline, which they didn't, and that goes from the, the damage if they don't" part, right? They don't do that. They—they they stay under the luxury tax threshold but you run the risk of this is what happens with your bullpen, right? What we're seeing now, guys getting hurt, guys wearing out, guys, um, you know, becoming ineffective in in roles that they haven't been in the whole season. That's the risk you run when you make that decision. They made the decision and now you're seeing it. So, yeah, but like like I said, like that, I think the whole part of that goes back to what they did over the winter and deciding not to address the bullpen more going into the season. And I'm not – an advocate for throwing a bunch of money at your bullpen. I don't think that's always the smartest idea either. Sure. But every time you 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 know you bring in Michael Fulmer and Brad Boxberger as your veteran guys, who like you guys that have been solid in their bull, out of the bullpen in their careers, but never like high end relievers, right? Um, you bring those two guys in, and then the rest of your bullpen is just kind of made up of of your own guys, which you know if you trust the pitching infrastructure. Like, you obviously hoping that 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 works out. But, again, that's just a risk you run when you're not – when you're going into the season, you're going into 162 without constructing the bullpen and just constructing the roster overall to better withstand, as you said, injuries or ineffectiveness yeah. or early I, season when you the roles are just guys that are not fitting into their
0: roles, sure. right? Like I think that. It, well, and, it all and somebody in the chat then. said, you know, like you're looking at there's several guys that they were hoping to be contributors. Keegan Thompson, yeah. Boxberger was out for a bit. Brandon Hughes, like you know, again, like sometimes this stuff just happens. But look, they're they're in the situation and they're not prepared to deal with it you can have whatever feeling you want right like i think a lot of people are going to be of the mind like i'm glad they didn't trade more at the deadline i'm glad they didn't give up more because even with the help i don't think this team was worth it some people are going to say you know every opportunity to win is precious but in the moment right i'm just trying to from my perspective Explain how we got here, right? Because like I think a lot of people are gonna freak out about some of the decisions that Ross makes or things like that, or the way some of these relievers perform. And again, I'm, I'm not a, a Ross defender. I, I complain about him plenty, right? <laughs> but some of this is on the roster construction. whether you agree they should have spent more to do it or not. Like I'm yeah. just trying to look at how do we get here tonight. How are we in a situation where, like, their best option is off of seven days rest because his splitter isn't effective anymore? Mark Leiter Jr. trying to close this game and failing. Yeah. Whether you agree they should have gone one way, one direction or the other is up to you. But they have a chance to win and make the playoffs, and this is the stuff
1: that's going to cost them whether you agree or not. I want to get to some of the Super Chats, though, because we have a great chat going. Uh, We've got like 500 people been watching since the very beginning of the show. Uh, Thanks to everybody that has joined the live chat. Make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. We're here after every every game. We want to make sure you're not missing any shows. This is the most fun, is when you join in. Usually by now we'd be peppering you with a bunch of chats and comments, Uh, but there's so much to talk about. So I I do want to get to some of the Super Chats Uh, Brags if you can pull those up whenever you get a chance. Uh, I saw one somebody by the way still saying. By the way, Harris made the catch that PCA would have made the catch. (laughs) I, I don't want to hear it anymore. So stupid. It it is not. It is. It is not right. Okay. First of all, I Saya was standing underneath the baseball. Tonight's play was two guys running full speed going the same direction. That ball was. Cody Bellinger would have caught the ball last night. Any center fielder would have caught the ball last night had it not been directly to the right fielder who was standing underneath it, who called him off. Cody, if I had to pick a person to play center field for one game tonight and have to have every catch made, Cody Bellinger would be my center fielder, not PCA. Frankly, I'm losing a little confidence in PCA playing in these last four games. Not because I don't think he's going to be a great player. I just think he's a little overwhelmed at the moment. Well, or overzealous. He's overzealous. He's, he's, yeah, over yeah. he's too amped up. He's not ready to make an impact in these four games, period. He has not been great. That doesn't mean I don't think he's the t- Cubs' top prospect. It doesn't, make, it doesn't mean I don't think he should have been called up. I'm just saying these last four games... Relying on PCA wouldn't be my go-to move if I'm David Ross. Yeah, Do I mean, you have those super
0: chats? The, the the play tonight in center, right, is a good example. Like he's in yes. there to be a defensive replacement. He's, he's in there to, to use those skills. He's trying to make a play. I don't necessarily blame him for that, but that's a ball you, he he wasn't close to catching that. Tonight. You have Ballinger's to get, get in fantasy. front of you.
1: You can't get past. Right it. now, tonight, and Cody and Bellinger's so best. I think, field. yeah, I mean
0: a little a little overzealous. And, you know, again, like he's <clears> very young. He's gonna be a star in this league. I, I genuinely I, believe I hope that. So too. yeah yeah. But this, is, this is a tough spot, and, you know, right now it's tough to make the counter-argument that he's not looking a little overzealous and just, like, mm-hmm. not clean enough for what they need him to be doing.
1: All right, Max with a $2 Super Chat. You guys are the best. Win or lose, we have CHGO. Thank you very much. You Five go. bucks from... Always stay up. We can't trust our bullpen. Don't pitch any of them. Put a starter in these. Our must-win games. The extra runner stupidest rule. It's pathetic. Uh, <laughs> by the way, let's let's talk about that in a, in the second segment. Whether or not starters should be started using relief. Should they be treating this as like? a playoff game, a postseason game. I did game. say,
2: should they just put in strong? I did say yeah, that. No, like we we, we talked
1: about it during the game. Uh, Sean Caselli, five bucks, says, next time Ryan talks with Ross, ask him if he pays more attention to who's at the plate and extras or the flavor of seed he's going to chew next. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Are we going
3: to go back to that? Like, I have a comment. All of them? Just related to his comment. Sure. I mean, we haven't talked about, I think, I don't know about y'all, but I, I kind of I, I brought it up over there. Like, do you walk Acuna to to have the double play set up. And what the thing is, is when Acuna hit so. that ball, if the defense is playing back, I think Nico has a better play at that ball. If I'm going to be honest, he's stealing
2: second. Yeah, I, I just he's don't think st- it matters. It's not, it's he not walking, a do- he's stealing. It's not a yeah. double play opportunity. He's stealing second, like like pretty quickly. And, you know, maybe you throw him out. Uh, yeah.
1: We, we yeah. saw Jan Gomes try to do that earlier. He, he just He's, gave a second though, uh, he's so. stealing well, like, second. They're but, holding up the base, and I want to get to that in the second second, yeah. well, too, because like that, that was in, total in BS. In extra
3: innings, that was the only thing that I thought was, you know, quote-unquote questionable. I I mean, they were, with where the bullpen was at, like, who else were you going to go with? Palencia is the only one who throws high heat and can get swing and miss. That was yeah. left in the bullpen. Yeah, I didn't yep. hate that. I that didn't Ross had that. any yeah. sort of trust in at all. I didn't hate that.
2: Like, I think, yeah, that's a... Whether to walk or not, Acuna is like. Maybe you can like, debate it, and now I can hear listen to an argument. I just, I don't think it would have. Like, yeah, I don't think it would have worked out. regardless. The base,
3: like you know. Yeah, for sure, perhaps I, I, he does. But.
2: I mean, he he wanted. You saw him. He wanted that seventieth stolen base. He, he saw. Him, he wanted to pull that base out of the ground. So dumb that they did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to get to that. It. He was going to take that base regardless.
1: We'll we'll get to it in a second, and more super chats in uh, a second. First, I want to know if you're in the market for a new or used vehicle. Let me tell you you are in luck we've got great news for you because ray chevy and fox lake has just joined the chgo team we're talking to the team at ray and they have this pledge called the ray price promise it's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership we found that in many cases other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership saying things like hey man are you a recent college grad are you active in the military or a farmer In most cases, the answer is no. And that's when the other dealers try to raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, Ray, that's not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay. No add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price lower than what you actually see online. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because they now have over 100 Chevy Trax models available starting at $21,495. That's $21,495. And now through September 30th, that's this Saturday, all buyers can qualify for 0 percent financing make zero payments until 2024 plus no money down and best of all pay zero hidden fees with a Ray Price promise visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com serving the community since 1963
3: find new roads well if you're like me you want to put on a brave face and go to Wrigley North and watch this godforsaken baseball team go to game time uh you shouldn't have to worry When you're buying tickets to your next big event, guys, game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in price, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, when I was in Colorado, when I was in Arizona, use game time to go to those games, super easy, super fast. Um, the only thing that sucked about, Going to those games was the actual games, but game time was the best part. That was my favorite part of those games. I got them through game time. Uh, game time is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show uh, show your total upfront so you know you're getting, the, getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money On tickets, GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section, and GameTime picks the seats for an average of 18% savings, and the GameTime guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code CHGO for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Good luck with those brave faces when
1: we go to Wrigley North. <laughs> Scotty, four ninety-nine at Super Chat. Uh, this month of September has been so brutal Feels like the Cubs are really just not good enough to get into the playoffs. It does feel like that. Uh, Bugs Bunny, 8-4-1 uh, for four ninety nine. Bullpen bailed out by Saya Air last night. 0% chance the Clown a bullpen gets through the ninth inning last night. These two are on them. That's a fair argument. Braggs. I'd rather uh, blame them. Like. Fernando uh, says, I'm here to see Cody Cook. I'm still with you. And then yeah, another $2 yeah. super chat. Umpires almost had a great win tonight.
2: I kind of well, forgot yeah. about First that. One. I kind of forgot game. about that. That that was a heads
1: up base running by Bellinger. Yep. It was, but that was a gift. It was, was a absolutely gift. So that's, a gift. you know, that's that's why I get disappointed. Like I know what everybody's saying and I agree with it too. Like there are flaws to the roster. They had opportunities to fix some of those flaws or at least try to fix some of those flaws. They've they're, they're still right here. And they still have a chance. And the other teams seem to be giving them chance after chance to do it, whether it's who they're playing or the teams that are chasing them. And it's like, man, look what Tyone has done. Like, we've complained about Tyone and the contract and what he's done this season, and it's been disappointing. But the month of September, the guy's been pretty good. Yeah. If you take out the game at Colorado, which wasn't horrible, five innings, three runs at Colorado, he's given up, Two runs in his last 18 innings. What more could you ask out of Tyone tonight? Not too much. He was pretty damn good. And you're getting. September in general. Drew Smiley since he's gone to the bullpen should have made that move probably two weeks earlier because he's been really. They're desperate to find. They're going to need Smiley If, if somehow they can flip the switch and win four games and find their way into the playoffs. Drew Smiley will be critical in the postseason. Yeah. Because you can see lighter is spent. Yeah,
2: and oh, and that's when you talk about um, when we talk about having to be almost perfect on this team. And I mentioned it earlier with the the Nico error that just that didn't end up costing the Cubs a run in that inning. If I'm not mistaken, like that run would have scored anyway if they converted the double I play. So, yeah, um, what it did cost you was the ability to have Drew Smiley available, whether that was the eighth inning or the ninth inning, like. I, I I. believe, I, I think he was already warming up, but I believe if Tyone gets that double play, run scores, that's 3-2, if I'm not mistaken, he, they probably let him go out there and try to get that last out. And if he succeeds, obviously that's great. But then you needed, when it didn't happen, they had to bring in Smiley, and Smiley had to get three outs, I believe. So you've used your inning with him at that point, because he did pitch yesterday too. So instead of having potentially Smiley 8th, um, Merriweather ninth, then you got or over Merriweather eighth, Smiley ninth. Based on how the matchups, uh, how the matchups went, you had to use Smiley in that inning. You had to use Merriweather, and then it gets down to the Mark Leiter Jr. going in the ninth. Which I, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not even disagreeing with you, Corey. That like that's a tough position to put a guy in who wasn't effective prior to not pitching for a week, and then hasn't pitched in a week. Um, but then but that's like when you're not playing clean perfect baseball which again it's like it's easy for us to say but like against a team like the Braves who are just going to keep coming at you all game like you kind of have to and when that doesn't happen and you end up having to use Smiley earlier in the game than I'm sure they wanted to that then then the other ends of your bullpen and the later innings then that's where Stuff like that becomes a problem, even if it doesn't affect you or hurt you specifically in that inning on the scoreboard. That's, that's when that can come back to bite there's, you later on.
0: There's a domino effect to all of this, right? Each starter that doesn't go deep in the game. Every time you need to bring in a reliever for more than an inning, uh, you, know, you have to use guys on back-to-back nights. Even those games where you have a big lead and they shrink the lead late, so then Alzulai has to come in and save the game. When it seemed like it might have been an easy win. All those things, they have a domino effect. And you you pay for it, right? So tonight it's a shame. I I, I did see some folks in the chat talking about it. Like For as up and down of a season as he has had, Jamison Tyone stepped up against the best offense we've seen in decades, right? And you couldn't make that count. That is a bummer. Just an absolute bummer. He stepped up big time when, I'll admit, I didn't wake up today looking forward to his start <laughs> against the Atlanta Braves, right, did all of you, and he stepped up big time. He was excellent tonight. I think somebody said in the chat, too, he almost didn't give up anything, right? He got yeah. that that one hit that because they were shifted over. Uh, yeah. Dansby was playing closer to the second base bag, so the ball went through the shortstop hole, which you know might have been a double play if they're lined up differently. Sure. He stepped up huge and you couldn't make it pay off. And uh, that's why I talk about the domino effect where it's like, you know, he gave you all he could. Right. And then you have to turn it over to the bullpen, which, you know, good luck with that. Right. So just a bummer. Um, You know, then Jan Gomes with another huge hit comes up again in a clutch situation, even though it's a, you know, a little duck snort in the short right field. Doesn't matter. Guy puts the bat on the ball. He comes Mm -hmm. through in those situations. And you couldn't pay it off you know we get down to the same thing again where it's like how are they protecting this one run lead did they get enough extra runs did they get that insurance run and they couldn't so it's just unfortunate like I said like there's something that's almost easier if a team like the Braves just knocks you out right Right. you know they're they're prime Mike Tyson and they just knock you out in the first round you go oh, okay like we ran into a buzzsaw but you were in both these games you had an opportunity to win both these games. And I think that's why so many people are looking at the manager, right? Mm-hmm. Because it comes down to you're, you're, you're putting every single decision under a magnifying glass. And I, Did you the know, same thing with Joe there's, Madden. there's yeah. plenty. Yeah. I mean, when teams play close games, that's where you're going to look right. And ultimately the players have to perform. Um, but everyone's going to look at the manager. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. You know, again, I didn't like the lighter junior decision tonight. Um, other than that, I didn't really have too much of a problem with anything David Ross did tonight. Um, the lineup was fine. The lineup was good. I thought I, PCA I thought was it was put fine. in exactly when he yeah, should have been. Yeah, you, know? you know he. Uh, <laughs> you know, like
1: and first some, thing I see in the tr- in the in the chat, Ross trash. <laughs> me.
0: yeah. I mean, some <laughs> people are asking you know, like, M- Master Boney bunted last night. You know, why didn't he do like a squeeze play tonight or something like that? First of all, a few of the bunts that Master Boney's put down don't look very good. Yeah. I don't know if that's his best skill. The one yesterday was right back at the right. Program. Um, and you know, like tonight you would have loved that other run and he can't strike out there. He's got to get that run in. He knows that, but I think it's the same issue as last night. Like I'm not playing for single runs against the Braves. When you have a bullpen that is this messed up, I'm not playing for single runs. You need to get that run in and keep trying to add more. I'm not happy at four, three or five, three, right? And you see why, because this Braves team is insane and you're throwing, I, you know you might end up in the bullpen out of at one of these games like so you got to keep scoring runs so I don't I don't necessarily take much issue with that if I'm going to look at Ross tonight I, I didn't like yesterday at all but that's we're not doing that post game again like tonight <laughs> I, I I think again the options are imperfect would is Julian Merriweather who has not looked his best right recently as well because he's been driven into the ground of course uh, is he going out for a second inning your best choice? Does that work? Does Palencia earlier work? Does Luke Little work? Should they have had Kyle Hendricks come in from the bullpen, right, like John Lester in Game 7 of the World Series? I don't know. I wouldn't Use have Droman set it Use tonight
1: to make sure you get
0: the sure. win. Sure. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have set it up so that Mark Leiter Jr., who hadn't pitched yeah. since September 20th, and wasn't pitching because his effectiveness was toast, right? I wouldn't have set it up so that he comes into the ninth inning protecting a one-run game. That that was not my favorite decision, but it's also one of those decisions where you have to look like... Those decisions aren't just on Ross. It's also on Jed Hoyer, right? Mm -hmm. Ross doesn't put the bullpen together. Ross doesn't decide the options. Can he make better decisions? I think so, but... It's an imperfect situation almost by definition. Everybody's going to end up with some of the blame in this type of stuff.
3: I just, I know that the players are out there. They're the ones out there and they're the ones who have to make the plays and all this and that. But, I mean, a few weeks ago, after they, maybe it was a week ago, I don't know, because I've just lost all track of days because of all this, this stretch has just put me, I might as well just be six feet under right now. I tweeted something along the lines of, like, if they miss the playoffs, like, I personally think that he deserves to be fired. And I've been a a Ross – I wouldn't say a defender, but I've been an acceptor. I've been someone who's been willing to criticize when it's needed. I'm not in here crying about him every single night after every loss that the Cubs have had. But to me, it's just like – if if this if it doesn't if they do not get in the playoffs like someone has to be blamed they had a four a, a four game lead in the second wild card spot man a four game lead in the second wild card spot in September and sure you on the flip side of it, it's like he took a team that didn't have expectations to do this but again like i just i just want i would want some accountability and i well, I, I that that's that's where i would go because and ultimately to, that's how these things go right right yeah. some and also somebody
0: like, might pay i don't think i don't think they'll look at that if i'm being honest with you but this is either. how these yeah. things go right like jed tom's gonna give jed leash to see through his vision he's built a very nice farm system they're on the rise right they had the ballpark full in september so tom is not looking at jed of course right so then you go the next step down, right? Jed's not going to blame him; He'll blame himself in interviews and stuff like that. But if they're looking for somebody to blame <laughs> yeah, and scapegoat, himself. it's always the manager. Yeah. The Cubs have gone through a 1,000 hitting coaches in the last yep. five years. The hitting right? hasn't been the so maybe, Well, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, that's sometimes the yeah. person that ends up getting fired and we're going to change the approach, whatever, right? Yeah. And, you know, so you end up in these situations. Like, I genuinely don't believe that they are going to look at a change in manager I would be shocked if they do. I mean, I that be being too. said, I I did like a little bit of jed Hoyer on the radio this morning sort of saying like, well, I don't generally I'm not a big fan of bunting, yes. right? Like yeah. sort of as subtly as he can saying, yeah, I don't think we should have been bunting multiple times last night. <laughs> so, you know, maybe there's at least a little bit of love lost there, but it's you know, ultimately, like, this is just how these things work. And, look, I, I see Omar's comment, like, blame it on Jed Hoyer. He built the team. I, I get it, man, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm saying that. Like, your bullpen is in this situation. You're in this spot because of how the team was built. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs because of David Ross.
1: Michael's saying uh, is Ross is a don't? better bench I, I coach don't. than not a He might manager. be a contributor
0: to it, but I don't think I, I, that I, that's going to be the reason. I think there's going to be a lot.
2: He's he's going to have he's had he's made his mistakes for sure. Cost him some games. He's going to take. I mean, just from the outside, like he's going to take he's going to take the brunt of the blame. Um, but he definitely deserves some of the blame. This is a lot of blame to go around in here. Like I, 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 again, for me, it's more yeah. just like I feel like it,
3: there needs to be some accountability, which like, is
2: like what Corey said. Like that's kind of usually what happens and how these kind of things go. As the managers like. The person that gets looked at. But
1: let's let's wait. Four games left. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Like I know ahead. what you're saying. I'm, I'm just we're gonna have that. Man. We will have that conversation probably many many times in the off season. Even if they do get to the postseason, we might have that conversation mm-hmm. based on the way <laughs> the chat wants to go. Yeah. Cubs Twitter wants to go, and I think a lot of frustration. Spe- there, well, speaking of the chat, there,
2: Sean C has asked like 12 <laughs> times, "Is Keegan Thompson alive?" Just want to make make sure you know, uh, Keegan Thompson is alive he's just uh, he's not pitching in that situation. He's not pitching in a lot of these situations. He has not earned the opportunity to pitch this close to you know this close to the end of a playoff push based on how he pitched throughout the season when he got his chances. But he's alive. He's alive. Just so you know. He's there.
1: Um hey We've got four games left. You can watch them on Marquee, 140-plus live channels. Fubo TV sports shows, movies and news, stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching right away with a free trial, no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge, college football, Big Ten, Bears if you want to, even the Ryder Cup in the red zone. Watch all your favorite Chicago college football and NFL teams with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Hey, we're back with another week of football, by the way, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers on every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets, throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now, sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With the code CHGO, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 and older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.com, draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. That was harder than the finish of the game right there, let me tell you. Credit um, to you. Big of you <laughs> credit to me. Big of me. Through <laughs> Fighting credit through to it all.
3: Luke. <laughs> credit.
1: Uh, do we have more Super Chats? I think we had more of them actually rolling in at this point. Uh, it has been a great chat, and we still have well over 400 people. Colin? Uh, Colin is the next one. Yeah, Cubs in four. Please, anything but just Bears football. <laughs> no joke about that. Uh, Joe DiGiacomo for $1.99. What happened to Cody Bellinger's power? Uh, hasn't been there, but let me tell you. Can you imagine what it would look like this team without Cody Bellinger next year? I don't want to think about it. You're talking, we're talking about holes and roster spots that they have to improve. To me, losing Cody Bellinger in free agency has to be off the table at this point. They have to go to him and say, all right, I know your agent's gonna want the moon. We're gonna overpay. Whatever offer you get, we're a dollar more. Whatever it takes to bring you back, we're that team. They can't afford to lose Cody Bellinger right now. So his power hasn't been there. He's still, he's still a guy wanting that lineup every single night. and So valuable. So valuable. Uh, the Duke 811 always throwing the money around. Uh, $20, the Duke 811. Boy, am I glad we weren't sellers at the deadline and now have the opportunity to miss the playoffs anyway. This is exactly what I wanted. Totally unrelated. Do you guys happen to have the discount code for Sunnyside handy? CHGO25. 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 Uh Dana Dana for twenty dollars. CHGO Cubs crew always shows up. Love listening, to you guys. This is not over yet. Pirates are still a decent team and can go knock off the Marlins. Hashtag Brewers Sweep. Let's go. <laughs> well,
2: I'm in on D&D that. Positivity.
1: We need a little this of the positive. Base, we need man. a captain positive <laughs> right now. Uh grapefruit says more urgent adding to the pen or lineup next year. That's what I'm saying. Y- yes, adding yeah. the lineup. Yeah in addition to bringing back Cody Bellinger it, yeah.
0: it's the lineup it's and i don't think it's close really right well, on top it's, of the fact
3: that they're going to have like they really will have some of their best prospects debuting or already, or ones who have already debuted like you know i know everyone's down on pca right now for honestly the reason is dumb outside of the fact if you just you just don't want to see him in the field like luke does right now because of how intense the games are just right now this, this, i'm not but, down but, on you know, him for you're next year not, at all you're yeah. not down but i've i've seen people in the chat who are like pca is a bust and i just no. think that's a that's a dumb take, considering he doesn't even have 20 at bats in his major league career. Um, but like he he's going to get a real opportunity to be a, a mainstay on this on this team next year. Definitely. Kate Horton is probably going to have an opportunity to get a call up at some point Kate next Horton's year. Kate Horton's a dog, too. right? And Jordan Wicks has already cemented himself to be in the rotation next year. There is as, as bad as things are right now, and as sad as things are, like the real real good prospects are coming up next year. So if they have those guys on top of actually improving the team in the off season, like yeah no matter what happens these next couple of games like there's there's a lot of real optimism for next year it's just going to be real tough if they like if they don't miss the playoffs in terms of just like the overall vibe like that's that's my thing like I don't want to go in the off season with just a bitter feeling after all the good that came from this year
0: I think you'd have to hope that it turns into something of like a galvanizing moment where it's like all right we had modest expectations and we didn't necessarily deliver as much as we wanted. No more messing around. Right. Yeah. Open the checkbook, bring the prospects up and you had, you had better leave Mesa with world series expectations. Right. And I think that should be the case either way. Yeah. But I think if you do end up missing the playoffs this year, that has got to be a kind of like, Never again, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know that's going to be Dansby's attitude, like some of those guys. Like, close enough is not good enough for some of these guys, and it's not good enough for the Cubs as an organization.
1: But this is um, part of not selling. While in hindsight, maybe if they don't make it, some are going to say, ah, they should have sold. Look, they could have got this group of prospects. I still believe, make it or not, it's the right decision because – you're seeing the growing pains of young players going through this. PCA is getting that taste of what it's like to be yeah. at the big leagues in pressure games and what's going on. It's not like AAA. So you've got, you've got another big offseason. You're the top prospect. You've got big work to do in the offseason. Nico Horner's getting his first taste of real important games. He's a great player, one of my favorite players on the Cubs. The toss plays you've got to make say is getting his first taste of what a real game in playoff contention is like got to make the catch guys are getting that experience wicks is getting tremendous experience Assad is getting that experience palencia is maybe not coming through the way you want him to but he's getting that experience guys have to take that step yeah. and so even if they don't make it this year listen i hope it happens 11 and 13 isn't going to do it we all said that there's flaws in the roster. But you have to find something good to take out of this if it does fall flat at the end. And that is these young guys going through the process for the first time and then taking that into the postseason and building on it, knowing that, hey, we're not all that just yet. There's lots of hard work to do. And that's where you make your next big step from, eh, we might be a playoff team. Maybe we are a playoff team, To We're a real playoff team. That and spending some money in the offseason.
3: I mean, Period, absolutely. So like, I mean, I no one wants to hear any of this shit right now, but like I, that's that's the only thing that's given me any optimism about whatever happens over the next four games. Like the future is still bright, and whatever <laughs> they 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 gotta they gotta. We said at the beginning of the week they needed to win four games. I I said four games they would definitely get in. I said three games. They might get in. Three games is possible. I don't know if they're going to win four in a row, but I think they can win three and then just hope and pray that three the Marlins lose to the Pirates some. Yep. I mean, that's that's just where it's at, and it, it sucks. And it, and I think all offseason, I'll just point to losing that series against the Rockies and losing six or seven to the Diamondbacks and losing two or three to the Pirates in September, like – that, to me, that, yep. that's it. Those are the, those are the games. You, you, you win those series, especially against Colorado and Pittsburgh. We're sitting here firmly in the playoffs. You're game up, or at least, right yeah. now. Something like that. By the way, the Braves are, are, are giving
1: you another opportunity tomorrow. You got Stroman on the mound. And Kelly Kroll says, our friend says, uh, Snit says, A.J. smith Shaver will be called up to make the start tomorrow. Yep. Okay, it's a kid. Right. Two point seven six ERA and
0: fifteen starts in the minors this year, four point five at seven ERA in five games, four starts at the MLB level. Put this up year.
1: ten runs tomorrow. Put up double digits. Don't let the bullpen be a factor. Go out. Strowman has to do the Stroh show. He's gotta he's gotta give you something, right? He's gotta give you more than, you know, four innings, in my opinion. Give me five and then give me ten runs. You got to get one. You got to get one to give this a chance uh, going into the weekend. Um, Thanks to everybody that's been in the chat. Uh, Make sure you guys are hitting the like button.
3: Even all of you that are super mean, like, Damn. Yeah, Sean Kishal being mean to me
2: on my birthday. This is crazy.
1: Oh, it's Ryan's birthday. How Sean's, Sean's not, being mean to me again. Ryan, so. you should have been saying at the end, not on my birthday, bro. Not on my birthday. <laughs> that, was just,
3: so that, that was that's Cody. Cody. That's Cody. We should line, have had man. two of those this year. Our loss was not nearly as bad as what it was on my birthday. But this one meant
1: card. more. This one this one was tougher to swallow for what it meant. <laughs>
3: right? For sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, the Duke. Uh, look at you. Duke super chatting another ten bucks. Ah, horrible bears flashback. Next year'll be better. Rocking back and forth, clutching my teddy bear, sucking my thumb. <laughs> overlay of helicopters and napalm in Vietnam. Oh, All right. Oh, geez. All right. We're getting deep on this one, Duke. He's
3: been dark. <clears throat> dark? Yeah, he's been dark. Yeah. Duke. He's been on Duke Island, just dark. You know you know what the Duke needs?
1: A pair of Shady Rays. Shady Rays.
2: Uh, Cover t- up
3: the
1: embarrassment or... Bring out the swag, one of the two.
2: Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your shady rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back.
1: Very nice. By the way, Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. The Goose Island is the, the uh, presenting partner of the CHGO Sports Podcast that comes up on Thursdays. And it's been Chicago's beer since 1988. They've got Oktoberfest right now, the Beer Hug family. Tomorrow, Cody will be chugging an ice cold 312 after a Cubs win as they salvage one win against the Atlanta Braves. Maybe it's a full pocket Pilsner if we can get some in the fridge before then. All I know is the Goose Island will be flowing on Sunday at our tailgate. Wabash, Surmac. Get there. AllCHGO.com is where you buy your tickets. Uh, It includes all the Goose Island you can drink in that time, all the firewater barbecue you can eat in that time, and all the vibes you can handle because it's the Bears, it's the Broncos, and, quote, somebody got to (laughs) win. Cubs are going to make the playoffs that day. And the Cubs oh, will wow. make the playoffs that day, Greg Bragg says. Bragg, did you put your job on the line for that? Did you pay your house on that? Bragg says he wagered that on DraftKings. Oh, no. He is staying silent mostly because honk he doesn't have a microphone. Yes. Oh, honk <laughs> means Yes.
0: Betts' house on it. Tomorrow also should be a lot of fun, just narrative-wise, right? Because I'm sure everybody will be very normal about the decision to go back to Stroman in the rotation if it doesn't go Mm. well, and Stroman with the big contract and all that, right?
1: It'll be very normal if it doesn't go well. Sure it will. Make sure you grab Ultra Fresh Brewer Exclusive (laughs) Beers at Goose Island's Original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Oh, we made it. We made it. Yeah, we got more without super chat. One more Breaking super bleach. chat? Or two maybe?
3: no. Wait, yep.
1: Oh.
2: We got one. Go there have a go, go with there chalupa. Made chalupa him feel chalupa. bad. Chalupa no, I've cool. gotten a lot of birthday wishes in the chat in the last couple of minutes, so thank you. Appreciate that. Happy All birthday. Right, Ryan. Golden Happy birthday. birthday.
3: Go buy a chalupa with Cody. I do like chalupas.
0: Two dollars is not
2: yeah, enough. I don't if think I've so.
3: seen
0: your Taco
1: Bell <laughs> orders, that's not even getting close <laughs> to the amount of money that we need. <laughs> Especially after the trip home at Sunnyside and <laughs> Chalupa. Soak it in, go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, Braves win 6-5. to five. The Cubs had to lead three different times. Second, strike, second straight night just a kick in the gonads. Uh, but it's not over. Yes, the Marlins did win. Reds lost. And tomorrow they go against a rookie pitcher. Four games to go. And the push to 83 still continues. 83. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Uh, Listen, you're our therapy session. We hope we are yours as well. Uh, Thanks for watching. And we'll be back here for a full hour or more after the game tomorrow. Man, cross your fingers. And until then, fly the W.